Every Thursday, we'll be releasing a pair of interviews with some amazing nonprofits talking about their awesome impact in the communities they are in. We'll talk about some challenges they've faced and chat about their best tips and tricks that might just help your organization do good better. Hey, enjoy these mini episodes of inspiration that make a major difference in the lives of those served by these incredible nonprofits. Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word do good better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Martz knows that you've got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Martz is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making everyday count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So... Contact Brady Marts to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with people who are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. And sometimes, nay, most of the time, the people who can help us do good better are actually executive directors and run small and medium-sized nonprofits. And that's what we got for you today. I am super ecstatic uh, to introduce you to my guest today, Crystal Smith. She's the founder and CEO of Foster Village of Austin, Texas. Crystal, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, super excited to have you here. As people are kind of uh, scrolling through iTunes and Spotify and YouTube, and they're coming across our little video and said, Foster Village of Austin, Texas, I find this intriguing, but I don't know anything. So I would like you to give a 5,000 foot view on who you are, what you do, and why we're talking today. Absolutely. So Foster Village started as a grassroots passion project based on our family's personal experience as foster parents and just seeing those gaps firsthand um, in terms of our child welfare system and in the many ways that uh, we tend to fall short in caring for kids and families who are in the system. And so um, we banded together with other foster parents who are in the same boat, and it has since grown into uh, a nationwide network of Foster Village affiliates where each of our locations, we equip families with basic necessities when they're placed with kids. Generally, they're getting just a couple hours notice. And so we provide clothing, car seats, beds, all those basic necessities, and we connect them with ongoing holistic support through support gatherings and um, trainings and other services. And we really advocate for community engagement beyond the system and bridging all of the gaps through community support rather than trying to fix a system that will always be broken. You know, it's necessary, but ultimately we, we believe that community is the solution. 
So first of all, and, and I have a couple of neighbors who do foster uh, work and they're like the most amazing humans ever because it takes a certain, I think, mental preparation and, and just sort of confidence as a parent and as a community member. Um, and so it's just, it's an amazing thing. So A, appreciate what you do out of the gate. What sort of community engagement pieces do you have? Because I think the support network that individual families like this have is so critical. And mm -hmm. I love what you said, like, hey, the system will always be broken, but we can fix some of the pieces that are going to help support those who are engaged within this broken system. What does that look like? And how does uh, Foster Village help with that? Yes. Well, and our end goal, which is, you know, always that unreachable <laughs> place that we're, yeah. we're headed toward is we ultimately want to help break generational cycles of adversity and, and the reason why kids come into foster care in the first place. So um, working ourselves out of a job looks like families who have the tools needed to stay together and to um, raise their children in healthy, stable, safe environments. And so ultimately, whether that looks like equipping foster families with that toward the goal of permanency in their home or um, matching them up with the biological parents who we want to set them up for success if they're going to be reunified with their kids. And we want kids out of uh, temporary placements. We want them to have stable, safe, loving permanency. So the community plays a huge role in that just um, through being that line of support, because you look at the, the commonality of why kids end up in foster care and it's always lack of support. There's no healthy, safe folks for these families to turn to in a time of crisis. So um, that's where the community, I believe, is critical. And when you're working in, in an environment like this, I imagine that... Um, at times when you think it's overwhelming and overly frustrating and this has got to stop at some point, it's got to be a little bit of a draining. There's probably one story that you retell yourself over and over of success to remind yourself this is exactly what we do and why we do what we do. Is Do you have one that you just remind yourself of or, the, or an experience that you go, I need to remind myself today because I need to push through? <laughs> Yes. And I mean, there's so many, I, I have like the Rolodex of those stories that <laughs> have to be reminded of on a daily basis. One that stands out that shows kind of the full journey of, um, you know, we had a, a foster family who uh, I, I believe they've fostered over 12 kids um, at this point, but had a sibling group that was placed in their home. And so we were able to set them up with all the necessities when they were placed, they come to our resource center and get um, all of those those uh, necessities and then come for ongoing support. And about a year into the case, um, as we're walking alongside them through that relational wraparound support, the foster mom says, you know, their mom is doing pretty well, but she, she just needs help. She doesn't have any support network in place. And so we don't know what to do. So I'm like, let's, let's connect with her as well. Let's get her plugged in with our services. And so we were able to come alongside her, had folks in the community who donated a car so that she had a vehicle to transport her four kids and um, got her plugged in with um, local businesses for a job and housing and all of these pieces that came together and just total community wraparound. And so she's had her home, her kids home for two years now and um, they're thriving. So that being, you know, that scenario of like I, this, this cycle 
we hope and pray has now been broken and um, this family is on their way to a different legacy and, and better outcomes. That's so fantastic. Is there a is there a consistent struggle that you have? Is there a consistent challenge that you find yourself facing uh, day in and day out? And how do you overcome those uh, either massive ones or the small ones that just keep popping up? Yeah, well, and I would say, you know, within the last couple of years, this is probably us collectively as <laughs> as humans is just the, um, the, the constant need to pivot. You know, everything's changing from one week to the next, one day to the next. And so just the strategic planning has become more of a challenge because it's just, we just don't know how things are going to look from one, um, one day to the next. And so I would say that, um, that, uh, needing to be flexible and plan for a variety of different outcomes, uh, has definitely been a challenge the last couple of years. It is, um, if, it, if an organization who sort of relates to um, always having to pivot and maybe works in a field where there is a, a, a lot of emotion that goes into serving, you've been doing this, you know, for how many years? Uh, going on six. Six. I mean, so that's, I mean, that's a long time tenured in the nonprofit <laughs> world already. Um, but for somebody getting into this and maybe somebody who is experiencing a nonprofit executive director or being a founder for the first time and coming into their own, is there a piece of advice that you would give as somebody who has founded and then currently runs a nonprofit organization to give a, a tip or a trick to somebody else who may be in that certain situation that you might have been in? Give us some hope and give us some inspiration <laughs> on how we can pass it along to that next generation who might be listening right now. Yes. Uh, you know, something that comes to mind that, um, as we, I mentioned, you know, we train other locations on how to replicate our model in their communities. And, and one sort of nugget that I always relate to them is when you're feeling, um, you know, I think there's the tendency to focus so much on our, our processes and operations and structures and all these things that are really good and important in the nonprofit world, but it's easy to lose sight of, um, those we set out to serve in the first place and what that the heart of the mission is. And I think that being the place where we can always go back and, and get that uh, energy that we need, that, that passion, kind of reconnect with that. So whenever I am feeling that um, sort of drift or disconnect of like, gosh, this is, this is, exhausting or feeling burnout, just going back to those that we serve and checking in with them and like, Hey, what, what are y'all struggling with right now? What are some things that we're doing that that's helpful? What, what are some things we could do better? And, um, that has been really just a, a helpful practice in our organization. I think some of the uh, founders in the nonprofit world have this entrepreneurial, uh, sort of uh, spirit to them. And that always leads to shiny object syndrome. And that always leads to stretching a little bit thin. And there is no better piece of advice of going back to what you did originally, why you started, why you are uh, doing what you do. And I love the idea too, of asking really good questions to other people and getting their perspective to get you back in focus as well. That's a brilliant uh, piece of advice. And now that we've experienced the brilliant piece of advice and the inspiration to galore, I'm sure there's a bunch of people who want to get a hold of you and give you boatloads of money, but they don't know how to do that too. How on earth do people connect with you? Is there a way that they can donate? And what are you looking for? 
Yes. So check out our website, um, fostervillage.org. Uh, we also will go from fostervillageaustin.org. That lists all of our locations. So finding uh, one near you, we're definitely in the works of adding more uh, nationwide. And um, folks can contact me directly at uh, crystal, C-H-R-Y-S-T-A-L at fostervillageaustin.org. As you're wrapping up listening to this uh, podcast, I encourage you, go to the show notes. We've linked everything there and go click on that. And why, by the way, while you're clicking, um, these kind of five-star guests probably deserve a five-star review. So get to iTunes and, and uh, sign up, uh, listen, uh, you know, get a review going because this is this is the type of thing that we do here on the official Do Good Better podcast. Crystal, and then, of course, after that, go and give a bunch of money and sign up and follow uh, everything Foster Village is doing. Uh, more importantly, though, uh, thank you so much for what you do. This is, you know, experiencing this in my own neighborhood with my own friends and family who do just a remarkable job um, providing a support system and getting to uh, the root cause of maybe stopping the cycle yes. um, is such an important and wonderful and uh, important thing. So thank you for what you do. Uh, also, thank you for being a guest here on the official Do Good Better podcast. It was a pleasure. Yes. Well, likewise. Thank you so much for, for having me and love what y'all are doing. Absolutely. Talk to you next time. All right. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you go to dogooduniversity.com, that's dogooduniversity.com, and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesomer, a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free, because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com. Go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, use the promo code podcast, take 25% off of anything that you purchase. And I'm going to throw in a book as well, because I want you to do awesome. I want you to do awesomer and I want you to do good better. Go to dogooduniversity.com today.